Stephanie Schaefer, and you're listening to the North Star Narrative, a podcast from North Star Academy. I want to thank you for joining us. I hope you're encouraged, challenged, and motivated by what you learned today. Enjoy the story. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this week's podcast. So it's part two um, with Danny Coyle, one of our North Star Academy dads, and he has agreed to sit down with me and share. So last episode from last week, you'll want to check out. Um, he talks a little bit about the journey God's had him and his family on and and what God has taught him really, really good um, about transitioning. So make sure to check it out. We started on rest, but this episode, we're going to get more deeply into rest. So I ask a question to end the last podcast. I'm going to ask a question to start. Um, first off, thanks for joining me again for episode two. My great pleasure. So at the end of this morning's devotional at graduation weekend, uh, after talking about rest and spending some time meditating, um, I ask everybody, has anything changed? How would you describe rest now? Is there anything that stood out that second time? Oh, man. I'm asking you to remember. Yeah. <laughs> do you have a, an hour ago. a photogenic memory? <laughs> <laughs> I do not. Uh, let's see. There's a abide, still some more stillness. Um, I remember there was more characters of God traits. Um, or yeah, how did it transition? Kindness. Did you see a transition from the first yeah, question to the yeah, second? Yeah, I think the first one was much more about what rest is, and the second one was much more about who He is. There are more attributes of kindness and yeah, things of this nature that seem to pop out more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. So, I want you to tell us a little bit in this episode, your journey with understanding what rest means. Definitely getting into the surgeon's table. <laughs> So his talk that he gave not too long ago to a church about rest, um, I someone shared the link, and so I watched it, and it just, wow, the journey that I'm on, it really was just the perfect timing for it. And then I was able to share it with a bunch of women I was leading a Bible study with, and wow, it just so affected all of us. And we, we spent the time, because he led us in that video, he led um, the congregation in an exercise of just resting, listening, meditating on God's Word. And Jesus spoke so loudly and clearly to each one of us. And I think, hopefully this morning, I think anytime you open the Word that Jesus spoke to, I know some parents came up to me and were like, oh, I needed that. And so, um, yeah, just the transition of seeing people of God's character is good, saying, here's who I am. You can rest in me. You can trust in me. So, maybe tell us a little bit, because you said you're a little bit like me, maybe the high D, driven, busy. How hard has it been to get your attention? Like, what has God had to go through? What lengths has it gone to, through that says, hey, dude, you're resting in me now? Yeah, so I remember for Jill and I, we were newly married. We were both in college, and we were a small group, and um, the small group leader um, said to us, are you guys taking a Sabbath? And we kind of went, you know, what is that? I mean, of course, it's in the Ten Commandments, but who does that, you know? And uh, she goes, are you taking a day off? We were both in college, so are you taking a day off from your studies every week? And Jill at the time had a 4.0, and I was on track to graduate with honors. And we knew that if we had if we took a day off, that could mean she doesn't get a 4.0 and I don't graduate with honors. But in that moment, it was clear, like, we could feel the Lord was kind of tapping us on the shoulder going, are you going to give me a day out of your studies? And so we did. We decided 
yeah, we're going to do that. It's in the Bible. We believe it. Let's try it. So we did. And we both were still on track. We graduated just fine. No problems. But it was our first time kind of experimenting with a day of rest. And for us, that meant um, no production. So kind of the theology behind it that I now know that I didn't know at the time, if you imagine the Israelites coming out of Egypt. So um, in Egypt, the Israelites were taught it takes seven days to get food out of the ground. They get into the wilderness and God goes, um, actually, I'm going to give you all the food. But when you get to the promised land and you got to start working the soil, um, you're only going to work six days to get seven days of food. So what I want you to do is do that. And then the seventh day, you're going to trust me that actually I'm the one who provides all the food uh, by giving me this one day. And so that Sabbath rest became a way of saying, okay, actually, he's the one who gives it all to us, but I'm going to take a day away from productive activities uh, to engage rest. So for that was the beginning for us, was giving the Lord a day of our studies. Um, in 2010, the Lord started kind of talking to us about sabbatical rest, um, taking a season out to um to give to him as a way of we're not going to do productive activities for a while. And um, we, so at that time uh, in the previous podcast, we talked about it. We were running a church. We were running a business. We had two kids. And the Lord was saying, um, hand the church over to someone else, sell the business, and go away. Complete nothingness for, it was going to be about two months. So no income. Um, we were going to go away from China. Um, we weren't going to contact any of the people we were pastoring. None of our employees is, you know, total nothing. But he was pretty clear about it. Thankfully, when there's that cost clarity principle that when he's asking you to do something very costly, he will typically be more clear about it, thankfully. <laughs> so he was. And, um, and we gave him that two months. And during those, during that time, I remember laying on the beach because um, we were in Virginia Beach for a part of it. And I remember laying on the beach in the hot sun and just laying there in the sand. And I was completely present to the moment. Um, and I could feel the sun and I could feel the sand. And it wasn't like, and the Lord spoke to me, you know, it was just, I was here. And when you're running a business and a church, and kids and family and the whole thing all at the same time. It's very, very difficult to just be here. I was always thinking about what's next or sales or, you know, what's the next sermon series going to be. And, and, um, and there was something that was about that moment that the word I would use for that now is it was holy. It was different than every other moment preceding that one. It was, a holy moment, even though it wasn't like, and the Lord spoke to me, or, you know, and I got goosebumps or any, anything like that. It was just, I was present to this moment. And I think that's where, that was kind of another step of this journey of, of rest. We came back from, to Beijing after that sabbatical time and kind of decided, okay, I, I do want to do life differently than I was doing it before that, that, kind of grind it till you find it million miles an hour um, 
what's burnout. I don't care. That's for weaklings, you know, <laughs> those kinds of thoughts of my youth. Um, yeah, just, I, I, I kind of want to do, do this differently. And so we came back and, um, yeah, just continued this idea of what, at the time I wouldn't have called it what is rest, but it was definitely the Lord leading us into still, still waters in a new mm-hmm. way. So what, what's the hardest part for you even now? So a little bit away from that time, or what's the biggest distraction? You know, you want to rest, you know what that is like and what it feels like and the security in that, but do you still struggle? If so, how? Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I will probably struggle with it the rest of my life. Um, yeah. So rest for me, um, it, lo- it has many different forms. Uh, we rest differently depending on if I'm at work or if I'm with my kids or by myself, solitude. or yeah, Rest has n- many facets to it. Um, right now, um, I think the place that I feel the Lord just kind of helping me with the most, um, one is... So if if I am in solitude and I um, kind of lay down on the couch, so one one kind of rest exercise I like to do is um, I call it staring at the ceiling. So I'll just lay on the sofa, and the ceiling in my house has patterns on it, kind of wavy patterns in the plaster. And so I'll just lay on the sofa and stare at the ceiling for about ten minutes to just let my mind, my body, physically rest and. But what will happen is as soon as my head hits the pillow, my mind will engage into five things that I've not done or five people that need, you know, or, and, it, and it'll be so rapid and so quick. Like, you know how you can think much faster than you can talk. It'd be like, and, and, and it kind of will wake me up into not rest, worry, uh, people are expecting things from me. And, and that's an important part of rest. It's the ending. So to enter into rest, we have to end what I'm currently doing. I, that I have to say no to a thousand other things so that I can enter into the invitation, you know, enter into, um, the space that he's creating for me. So right now, uh, for me, a big part is in the saying no. Okay. So I'm going to, this time is set apart for rest means I'm saying no to the 15 other things that could be filling this space. So I'd say that's one area the Lord is, um, uh, working on me. The other area I think is worry. Um, you cannot rest and be worried at the same time. They, they do not exist together. They're not friends. And, Worry for me, particularly financial worries, um, are a place that will, that I feel like the Lord is frequently going, will you trust me with this? Will you trust me that I am your provider? And rest is the place that I'm in when I am trusting that he is provider. When I'm worried about money, it, it says something about my relationship with the Lord. And he's been kind of tapping me on the shoulder about this for a long time, but Right now, it's, okay, I, I want this. Will you give it to me? And and will you rest here? Because the phrase Jill and I like to use a lot, resting is trusting. 
resting is always trusting. Resting is always an exercise of our faith. So, and will you trust me in this area? And the sign that I am trusting is that I'm at rest about money. Mm, so hard. So I also played this for my family, your uh, video. And mm. I remember now it triggered me when you said so. I said, you know, I asked them what stuck out to them most. And Charlie said that rest and worry do not coexist. Mm. Really, yeah. really hit him. And then what you just said now just really hit me. What you think about money or how you act about, you know, money says a lot about God, what mm. you think about him. It's probably the hardest thing is money because it, I mean, the grocery bills are going up, everything, mm. money, money. And yeah. what if we run out? And, you know, just the, the fear and assumptions, the lies that we can so quickly believe that aren't even true. Something I did recently that really helped me. Um, I was at a conference and they had us individually write down four things like what gold would we set for ourselves? And then what are we doing or not doing that conflicts with that? And then, oh, I forget the third one. What are, Kind of like, what do you believe in? But the fourth one is like when you get, oh, the worry box. The third one is, what are you really worried about? Mm. And then the fourth one is assumptions. What big assumptions are you believing? And one of mine was, that I think I mentioned this morning, um, my assumption was, oh, I'm working for God. I'm doing kingdom work. Mm. And it's so great. Mm. But it was at the expense of my family and God for so mm. long. Like, my you know how much I love North Star if you've been listening to these podcasts? <laughs> My family has gone through phases where they despised North Star. Mm. Because I spent all my time thinking about it, talking about it, doing yeah. it. But it was all for God. It was all for His kingdom. Mm. And there was no rest, and it wasn't a good example. And um, yeah, I went way off on that from the money, but um, it's just a journey. And so I think I was so... this video and and what you shared about rest it was just the perfect timing so i just thank god and i pray that people are listening to this it would be the perfect timing Mm -hmm. but talk a little bit about so trusting is believing you know resting is trusting um getting on the surgeon's table because i think that you know we can say oh i trust god trust god but do you really trust god to get on Mm -hmm. the surgeon's table because that is a act of your will i mean that's i'm gonna get up here and let him do whatever he wants to me what does that look like um, to be completely surrendered. Okay. Wow. Um, he loves me a lot. And he, yeah, I, I, we can go from Jeremiah 29. He knows the plans he has for me, plans to prosper me, not to harm me, to give me a hope and a future. He, he is always thinking of my best interests. He, he is so fully invested into loving me that um, I don't have to worry about anything. That every every detail of my life is already taken care of, and so a posture, the posture that um, shows I know that's true, and not just I mentally accept that that's true, not that I I think in my mind that that's true, but that my knower, my in my insides um, are fully aware that I have a Father who loves me very much. The thing that shows I believe that on my insides is I am at rest, like a um, maybe a, 
a daughter with her father, when she is able to sit and she's not managing or thinking about all the other things that need to be taken care of, when she's able to sit, it, there's a posture of, I know he loves me. Um, so the surgeon's table. So a lot of times the Lord has us in places, and we kind of described a few of them on the last podcast and maybe one or two already on this one too. The, the Lord has had me in a number of times where he's really wanted to do some heart surgery, that there was things in me that changes that he wanted to make, even things that aren't bad, but just ways of thinking that, hey, we need to think about this a little a little bit differently going forward. Um, he will bring me to a place of rest. And, and oftentimes it will look like the surgeon's table where he's like, all right, Danny, will you lay down here? Will you be so completely at rest and let me do whatever I want within you? And and don't help me here. Don't don't be like you missed a spot, you know. <laughs> what you were saying before, I like that too. Don't you want to use the anesthetic right now, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and um, and there's this place of trust that lets him, yeah, do the heart surgery, and 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 also a place of trust that's, uh, Lord, you don't need to tell me what you're doing. I don't need a description or a play by play. Um. I don't need to feel it. I don't need to feel that you're doing something. I trust that you are at work in my heart, even when it may feel like you're distant. Um, and and so he's invited me to this place with him frequently, <laughs> uh, where it's uh, really just laying down and saying, Lord, yeah, do whatever you want. And I will say that doesn't mean it's not painful. There are a lot of times the surgeon's table can be very painful. Um, when we surrender our lives to him, we give him access to all the parts of our lives that are not of him. And he has the freedom to do with those other parts also whatever he wants. And sometimes he will painlessly and effortlessly root them out and they are gone forever. There are other times that he will take a rusty saw and it will feel, you will feel every vibration of that saw on that thing that you are trying to hold on to so dearly. And he, yeah, he wants it out. And there are other times, the, the expression I used with a friend lately, there are times he's taken the things that I have faith in that are not him and thrown them in the blender and hit in puree. <laughs> Spelled quite apropos to some of the places of my heart that he is that he doesn't like that um, he would just prefer me to live more for him and with him and in him. and uh, But to stay at rest when he puts those things in the blender and to trust that they are for my good, even though it can feel quite terrible. So many of us probably run from the surgeon's table or throw a fit. Don't want to get on the surgeon's table or jump off when it starts. The surgery, what um, knowing what he's shown you, what he's done in you, how do you get us to stay on the table? Why should we stay on the table? Mm. How do we stay on the table? Yeah, so yeah, you can't. 
your flesh. You know, often the thing that doesn't want to stay on the table is your flesh. That your spirit craves his loving embrace no matter how it comes. But our sinful nature is the thing that is going, get me out of here. I don't like that. I don't like what he's doing here, you know. And it cannot stay on the surgery's table. It cannot rest. It is never at rest. Our sinful nature is the worry thing. Those voices are all coming from that dark corner of the universe. And so a good prayer I found to pray is, Lord, I can't. I, you know I cannot stay here, but you can stay here through me. Your Holy Spirit lives within me, and it has the power. If there's less of me here and more of you here, we're good. And so, just an admission of weakness, I can't, but you can through me. That prayer, I can't, but you can through me, has really helped in those areas of pain and weakness. Um, some other prayers, um, Lord, would you think your thoughts through me? I can't even think your thoughts. Would you be the one that thinks whatever needs to be thought in this moment? Because, you know, my flesh has given me all kinds of thoughts to think, and and I don't want to think them, but I know I am powerless, but you can think some thoughts here. Would you think your thoughts through me? One one more. Would you trust yourself through me? So sometimes that we don't get on the surgery table. What the issue really is, is trust. I don't trust you. I don't trust you with my heart. I got burned in my past when this came up. I got, you know, this person rejected me the last time I was here. Um, would you trust yourself through me? Because I don't have the ability to trust you here. Mm, that is really, yeah, really good examples. Because it's, Anytime there's going to be change, there has to be, what, a confession or an acceptance. Here's where I really am. And so just saying, I can't do it, kind of takes away those big assumptions I was talking about or the lies we're believing. Just say, yep, I can't do it. That's really, really good. Yeah, yeah. just agree with this confession. Just agree with whatever God's saying, and He knows I'm weak. Yeah. <laughs> you know, blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are those who know they are poor in spirit, mm-hmm. for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. He, yeah, when we admit those things, he is mm-hmm. quick to jump in. Mm-hmm. That's good. And I will delight all the more in my weakness, for when I am weak, he is strong. <laughs> Thank God. Praise God. Yeah. yeah, he is strong. And there's nothing better. Once, once you make it through maybe a few times, I don't know how many times I've gone through it, but when you get to that side of, walking in the humility or weakness or acceptance like it feels good because mm-hmm. yeah. it's freeing because you're not i don't have to be this i don't have to pretend like i'm this i don't have to put this mask on you know yeah yeah so yeah. it's a good place to be absolutely yeah i just agreeing with his reality is that feeling of peace is that feeling of i can't really okay mm. it's over um yeah it's just a, a place of agreeing with what he's already mm-hmm. saying about me so, have you had other opportunities to share this message besides the the big church? Mm-hmm. What's the name of it? Uh, big, big house, church. yeah. Big house, big, big house, house yeah. is the church we go to in Virginia Beach. Um, yeah. So this this message, we've Jill and I have talked about it a number of times at in our old church in Beijing. Um, we it, it, it's kind of been progressive. We uh, preached a couple of times on resting is trusting, um, and uh, but I think lately in the last. Yeah, maybe two. Actually, probably just at the in the COVID time, felt the Lord was really honing this mm-hmm. in me, and kind of showing me more of how to describe this stuff. 
it's one thing to do it. It's another thing to kind of be able to explain, you know, what is rest? Because it's, so so anyway, uh, we've had some opportunities to talk about it, been able to do a little coaching around it with, you know, provide coaching for other people around it to help them understand it and uh, live it out more and that they're hungry for it, but just don't know what the next steps would be. And, so on. So, it, yeah, it is a big part of our lives and mm-hmm. and becoming a part of our ministry. Yeah. Because you have a website, right? We do. On coaching. You want yeah. to tell everybody a little bit about how they can check that out and contact you? Yeah, sure. So, um, 3E Coaching, number three, letter E, coaching.com is our coaching website. And uh, my wife and I, Jill, um, both do coaching. Jill's uh, more in small business coaching. Um, I do more spiritual coaching. Uh, so just helping people who go, okay, I want this, but I don't know how to get there. Um, could we have some conversations and some practical steps on what we could do to build these kinds of principles into my life um, in a more systematic way? Um, church is great. Small group is great. But kind of when you kind of go and when you start identifying, okay, this thing, I'd, I'd like more. To pay more attention in this area, sometimes coaching can be helpful so that you can focus in on the area you feel you need um, some specific attention. So, yeah, um, so that's kind of 3ecoaching.com. It's our website. Awesome, yeah. Yeah. So if you want to find out more about Danny and Jill, check out the website, and I'm sure there's ways to contact them on there in case you need some coaching. Yep, you can contact me. Uh, my email is danny at dannycoil.com and Jill is uh, jcoil at 3ecoaching.com. Yeah, coil, C-O-Y-L-E. Yes, thanks a lot. Well, I'm so glad that you came down for the weekend and um, you're willing to come on and just share a little bit about your journey. I'm sure we could stay in here and talk forever of all the things God has been doing, but um, I know you've blessed my life and so many others' lives. Thanks so much for having me. It's an honor to be here. Yeah, so and good. We love NSA. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening today. If you have any questions for our guest or would like information about Northstar, please email us at podcast at nsa.school. We love having guests on our show and getting to hear their stories. If you have anyone in mind that you think would be a great guest to feature, please email us and let us know. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on upcoming stories.